Welcome to the Oshawa Museum. Look around and you'll see our three houses. Henry House, Guy House, and Robinson House. Families lived in the three houses before they became part of the museum. And they're named for the families who lived here. Do you think that people built the houses here or moved them to Lakeview Park? If you guess that this is where they were built over 150 years ago, you were right. We're going to keep asking you questions through the tour, so be sure to think about your answers and talk it over with the others in your group. Did you know that there was once a road in between Henry House and Guy House? Cars could drive right in between them. Today, we are going inside Henry House to show how the Henry family would have lived all those years ago. Thomas Henry was the dad, and Lorenda was the mom. They lived here with many of their kids. There were 15 kids and stepkids, but not all of them lived in the house at the same time. Could you imagine having 14 brothers and sisters? Thomas had three jobs. He was a harbor master who took care of the boats and cargo at the harbor. He was a farmer, so if you've ever played in Lakeview Park, maybe visited the playgrounds or had a picnic, you've played where Thomas grew his crops. And finally, his last job was as a traveling minister, who would go from town to town, speaking to anyone who wanted to listen. Lorenda was a stay-at-home mom. Luckily, the older kids would help with the younger kids, and take care of the farm while Thomas was away. As you tour through the house, please feel free to pause this audio tour at any time. Skip forwards, go back and revisit sections of the tour or rooms, and remember, if you have any questions, please ask the visitor host at the door. On the left is the study, and this is where Thomas did all of his work. He wrote letters to people using pen and ink to write with, including his children and extended family. Some children lived very close, and some lived far away in places like British Columbia, Kansas, and California in the United States. Do you think Thomas allowed kids in his study? Nope. He needed to concentrate on what he was working on. Do you see the stove in the corner? <laughs> No, this wasn't once the kitchen. There was no furnace in the house like we have today. Instead, people used coal or wood-burning stoves to keep warm. Look around for stoves in other rooms and think about why there was so many. Across the hall is the parlor, the fancy living room. Since kids weren't allowed in Thomas's study, do you think they were allowed in the parlor? Thomas and Lorenda only allowed the kids in here on special occasions, like Christmas and their birthdays. They also had to remember children are to be seen and not heard, which means that when they were in the parlor, they had to play very quietly and be on their best behavior. There were a lot of really nice things out for people to see when they came over. This showed them what nice things the family had. Take a look at the walls and you will see two wreaths hanging up. 
They are examples of something that Victorians did in their spare time. People made them by saving something that grew on their bodies. Can you guess what it is? Believe it or not, they are made from hair. As you walk down the hall, the next room on the right is the dining room, and the kids would help by setting the table. You could learn to count and organize by doing this. When Thomas was home, the family ate together. He would share interesting stories about things he saw on his travels. Remember how one of Thomas's jobs was as a farmer? On his farm, he grew crops such as wheat, peas, oats, and potatoes. He had an apple orchard near Robinson House, and he also had cows, horses, sheep, and pigs on his farm. If they ran out of anything they couldn't grow on the farm, they had to go to the stores where downtown Oshawa is today. Do you see another stove? <laughs> no, that's not the stove Lorenda cooked the food on either. Again, this is another stove used for keeping everyone warm. Take a look at the table. How many chairs would there need to be if the whole family was eating together? Thomas, Lorenda, and 15 kids means they need 17 chairs. <laughs> Good job. Across from the dining room is the door that leads to the upstairs of the house. That's where the kids slept, but no one had their own bedroom. There was a lot of sharing back then. Today, we use all that space upstairs to store extra artifacts that aren't on display right now. It's mostly clothes and accessories like hats, gloves, and umbrellas. Under the stairs is more artifact storage. In fact, in every cupboard and drawer in the house, there are artifacts that aren't in use right now. We love our job of collecting the history of Oshawa and sharing that history with our visitors, like you. Moving into the back of the house is the kitchen and Thomas and Lorenda's bedroom. Let's talk about the kitchen first. The kitchen is the biggest room in the house, and just like today, most of the action took place right in here. There are so many things that are different in this kitchen from probably your kitchen at home. What are a few things that you can spot? Just to name a few that we noticed, there are herbs hanging in the windows, very fancy china dishes, there's no water taps, no refrigerator, no dishwasher, and the stove uses wood, not electricity or gas. Did you think of any of those? Were there things that you saw that we missed? Lorenda and her daughters use the giant loom over in the corner to weave cloth. We know for sure that there was one just like this in the house because Thomas's granddaughter wrote a very detailed book about his life, and she even talked about how the kitchen looked. There are lots of steps that have to happen before you can use a loom. 
First, you need to shear the sheep. And remember, Thomas had sheep on his farm. So you had to shear the sheep and then wash and card the fleece. Think of carding like how you brush your hair after washing it. And then you finally get to spin it on a spinning wheel. You can see what a spinning wheel looks like in the bedroom. Finally, once the loom is set up, the girls could weave it into cloth for making clothes and blankets. There was no running water in the house when the Henrys lived here. One of the boys' chores was to bring in water from the well or the lake. If you wanted hot water, Lorenda needed to heat it on the stove. But what if there was no wood to make fire? That was another chore for boys, chopping and bringing in firewood. All of the chores the kids had to do were hard and took a long time to complete. There was even a rhyme talking about all the different chores, and it went like this. Wash on Monday, iron on Tuesday, mend on Wednesday, churn on Thursday, clean on Friday, bake on Saturday, rest on Sunday. What day of the week are you visiting us today? What chore would you have been doing if you were back in the Victorian era? Did you notice that this stove is finally the one used for cooking? All of the cooking and baking took place here. Any preparation could be done in the extra space of the summer kitchen. Laundry and baths could also be done in there. The summer kitchen leads down to the cellar where Lorenda kept fruits and vegetables during the winter. The last room on the tour is Thomas and Lorenda's bedroom. I bet you noticed there was one room that we never saw inside Henry House. The bathroom! Remember how there was no running water? This meant that you either went outside to the outhouse or you used a chamber pot, like the one on the washstand. There would have been a few chamber pots upstairs for the kids to use too. For many years, there was a cradle beside their bed because there were always babies and young kids in the house. This is the only room without a stove in it. But everyone stayed warm because of all the heat from the kitchen stove. Did you also notice that there isn't a closet to hang up your clothes? People in the Victorian era didn't have too many clothes, definitely not as much as today. Instead, they used traveling trunks and families would have had these when they immigrated from overseas. There were dressers or armoires that they could also put their clothes in. How many trunks can you count in the bedroom? Did you say three? Good job! Thomas and Lorenda would finally get to sleep once all the kids were in bed, and they finished their chores. Do you think they ever really finished? <laughs> When they woke up in the morning, it was time to start all over again. At this time, the tour inside Henry House is over, but you can visit the gardens outside and see some of the plants the family would have used to spice up their food and for medicine. The Henry family had a servant girl named Mary who, along with the girls, was responsible for the kitchen garden, 
Tucking it in close to the kitchen, probably between the corner, between the two kitchen doors, gave protection to tender perennial herbs that were quick and easy to grow, like basil, rosemary, thyme, parsley, and tarragon. Perennial means that they will come back again in the spring, but tender perennials means they probably won't survive a harsh Canadian winter and are best brought inside. Planting farther away from the house allowed the family to keep larger, hardier herbs used for a variety of ailments. If you head over to the rectangular gardens, you'll notice plants like chives and rhubarb. To the right is catnip. That was used to relax and calm people, just like it does for cats. Behind the catnip in the next rectangle, you might see the Joe Pie Weed. It can grow over 10 feet tall. <laughs> if you've made it past that massive herb, look for the woolly lamb's ears that was used for bandages. There are so many different uses for these plants. Do you recognize any more? Take a walk over to the circular garden and see if you know any herbs there. Maybe you saw the chamomile, whose tea will help relieve headaches, or lavender, whose scent is instantly calming to so many people. Do you see the names written around the bricks of this garden? That is a fundraiser for the museum where members of the community can purchase a brick and choose their own engraved message. In 2007, the museum installed a sundial to commemorate our 50th anniversary. Look close and you can see that all of the numbers are actually Roman numerals. Do you know how to read them? What number is the shadow from the dial pointing at? If you can figure that out, congratulations! You figured out the time of day. This ends the Oshawa Museum's audio tour. Thank you for visiting. If you have any questions, please be sure to ask our visitor hosts at the front door. We hope you enjoyed your visit to Henry House, and we hope to see you again soon.